Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hey friends, welcome to Working in Yoga. It's here. This week we are on our Green Flags podcast, and I think you will find it interesting, especially if you listen to the Are We Dateable Red Flags podcast that came out a few episodes ago. We are an industry of contradictions, which makes sense when taken in the context of us working towards our best, most human selves as yoga practitioners. Because humans, in general, we are full of contradictions. I love this for us, though. And also, I do think we need to talk about it. So here is my all green flags, hinge or tinder profile for us. Let me know if you're going to swipe right. Independent yoga professionals looking for the right match. Warm, welcoming, and inclusive are a must. Neat and tidy needed in order to make everyone feel safe and comfortable. Offering all aspects of yoga, not just movement. You choose your own path. I'm just here to help guide you. Creative and science-based, always ready to support whatever truth you find for yourself. Looking for students who might vibe with me, but all humans welcome. Ready to make an impact on your life, but at your own pace. Silver bullets aren't a thing, but dreams can happen. So swipe right if you're ready to have a fun and safe adventure. I promise to give you options about where we're going to go. What do you think? Would you go to this class? Would you seek out this teacher? Let's talk about it. But first, please do me a favor and subscribe wherever you're listening. It helps all things mysterious algorithm and allows that same algorithm to gather more of us together to have these discussions. And thank you, as usual, to Sunlight Streams, the online self-care blog, and our sponsor. This week on the blog, we talk about our workplace ecosystem, why it matters, and where to start shifting things around. Grab this and all their blogs at www.thesunlightexperience.com backslash blog. Finally, if you haven't been getting my emails, why not? I know a lot of you might not like emails, but I do add resources and insights from each week's podcast and remind you to care deeply for yourself, just like you care for others. Want to sign up? I have some more industry data to share with you in the coming weeks, so go ahead and take to the show notes and click that link. Now, let's talk green flags. One thing that I noticed right away about my inquiry into green flags is that propping each other up as an industry is significantly less popular than tearing each other down. 
Well, timing is always a factor in these things. When I asked almost the exact same question about red flags and then three weeks later about green flags on my personal Facebook page where I hang out with lots of industry folks, the difference in comments and robust conversation was kind of staggering. The red flags ask, that was 159 comments long. Green flags, there were only 13. So as you listen, I want you to think about what makes that true. For years, honestly, I think I was in this category my, category myself, much more likely to tear down than to build up. But I have consciously chosen to evolve beyond that because good critique in my mind can hold two sides of an argument at the same time and decide that they both have a merit of truth within them. We can have both red and green flags about us as an industry. And if we believe in even energy exchange, then we know that out there somewhere are 159 comments about what we're doing right. Now, Instagram gave me better results than Facebook this time around. So I was able to hear from others on Instagram about what they like regarding what we do. Now, if you don't follow me there, of course, you can follow me at Rebecca Sebastian Yoga. So let me ask before we begin, what are your green flags? Think about it. And as you listen, see if they align with some of the buckets that I've created from the comments I received. Now, I will read you my comment first, and it was this. For me, creative and interesting content is a must. I want to learn from people who I can tell have thought through a piece of content and have a point of view to share with their students on the other side. You can call that embodiment, a point of view, digestion, whatever. I just want to learn from people who have done the work themselves, thought about how it influenced and affected their lives, and then taught that to others. If I feel like you're just repeating to me what someone else told you, it is an immediate no for me. And you better be friendly, open, and distinctly not creepy, as well as welcoming. I've spent way too much time in those weird, creepy, and exclusive yoga spaces to ever want to do that again. Now, I feel really strongly that a person who holds good teaching skills is worth finding and following. I've said this publicly more than once, that a good teacher, for me, means that I would take a class in a hot-ass church basement with no air conditioning in August, and that basement smells funny and has some mystery cat that nobody knows where it came from walking around. For me, it is the teachers, and always will be. So what makes a good teacher? Creativity and welcoming behavior are a must. I want innovative teaching, creative offerings, someone who welcomes each and every student in the room, A sense of humor is a serious bonus, as Colin Hall said on this thread, and that helps me make, that helps make me feel more comfortable and ready to learn. Others brought up making their teaching not only based in yoga, but also based in science. This was brought up in a few different ways, but here's what Colin said. Agreed on the creative and interesting part, but even more so when that content is evidence-based and cited so students can investigate their claims and form their own opinions. He also went on to reference encouraging students to provide their own truths, as well as the sense of humor comment. Instagram also agreed with the science comment, having it come up more than once. I think this speaks to us offering things that are essentially made up for so many years, as well as reckoning with this idea of our discomfort with the term spiritual. 
Now, if you want to know more about my thoughts on that discomfort, refer to the Red Flags podcast for more. There were a lot of comments, especially on Instagram, that could be summed up in the category of hospitality, being friendly, learning people's names, keeping a clean and tidy space, and offering smiles were all referenced. We also talked a bit about this on the Red Flags podcast, with this being the biggest red flag listed by students. It was interesting to me that items listed in the hospitality category were listed four times more often in this green flags question than things like cultural appropriation and diversity, which were largely ignored in the green flags posts on both channels. Now, my friend Carrie did write one thing that I found enlightening about cultural appropriation. She said, I look for a short teacher bio that answers the question, who is my teacher? and how long they have been studying under that direction. Bonus points if there's a short blip about the tradition itself, but it should be short. That tells me all I need to know before attending a class or workshop. Once there, it's more about whether or not the teacher or space offers anything more towards my own studies, or if it's even just providing a pleasant experience, which is highly personal and preferential, and in no way a judgment on that person's value in general. But other than this comment and a couple comments on Instagram, one saying living near yoga and respect teachings and teachers, and the other saying just the word diversity, the topic was largely left alone. I felt that was incredibly telling that while diversity, inclusion, and cultural appropriation took up nearly one third of all those 159 plus red flag comments, and it only took up about one-eighth of the green flag comments. If DEI and cultural appropriation are important topics to you, let me again encourage you to not consider a checkback attitude or a fiend outrage attitude either. If, quote-unquote, no people with diverse bodies and skin tones is a red flag, but you cannot actually imagine how that manifests into a green flag, then pause and really take some time to dig deep into what your ideal green flag yoga class would actually look like. Does it really look like a lot of people who are like you? Does it not? Is this even a stretch for you to think about? Now, I think the stretch is worth this. I know sometimes it seems like there are things we are supposed to say, and while I want you to think about those things, I also want those things to be important enough that we can take the next steps in the evolution of our thoughts about that particular topic. And inclusion and cultural appropriation is too important for us to throw stones about, but never envision what things might look like if they were actually different. Now, offering options was another popular opinion. Do you offer the opportunity for variations, props, and the desire to allow each person's body to have its own experience? For a lot of folks, this mattered. Having props, using cues that included invitational and inquiring language versus dictatorial language was something that several folks pointed out. So if that isn't something that you usually do in your classes, you can go ahead and work on that for the rest of this year and be ready for our busy time starting in January 2024. 
think about this as less of the idea that you're going to offer a modification to what a pose should be or should look like, but instead an invite to experience a pose in a variety of ways based on what feels right for the individual. Now, I often encourage new teachers to think about asana less like a ladder of hierarchy where there's a pinnacle pose, but instead frame movement on a line graph where one side of that line exists the smallest viable movement that could be considered actually performing whatever desired asana you want, all the way over to the biggest, largest range of motion movement. There is a lot of variations between those two points on that line, and your students will find their sweet spot somewhere within that line. Options make for a big green flag, and I love this was something that so many people listed, because to be honest, I couldn't agree more. Now, you might be asking yourself, was there a winner? Was there something that when asked is the overwhelming majority as far as green flags are concerned? And my answer to you is, you bet. And it does directly relate to one of those red flags too. Almost half of the comments about green flags involved a counterbalance to our red flag, our complicated relationship with the word spiritual. The word listed most often for green flags was humility. Over and over and over again, there were comments about having a teacher who was humble, allowed for varied opinions, varied truths, and different options. The majority were comments that came down to a teacher being humble enough to not need to be right. Now, I'm going to add that I think the ability to be humble enough to embrace all variations of truth actually comes as much from confidence as it comes from humility. It takes a particular kind of confidence as a teacher and person to know that your own personal value isn't going to be devalued by someone disagreeing with you or coming to their own alternative conclusion. You can be taught in a variety of teaching methodologies. And for most of us, yoga was learned in a hierarchical model where you never questioned your teacher. It really does take confidence to say to someone, you can disagree with me, and for you as a teacher to encourage them to find their own truth, even if that truth doesn't necessarily align with yours. And it also takes the humility to know that you might not always be right. This final green flag, I think, is the one most important green flag to have, and also the most labor-intensive to cultivate. It takes time, effort, and the ability to simultaneously fail, learn, and grow in order to create a space where you as the teacher feel safe enough to be humble and your students feel safe enough to disagree with you. Now, do you have other green flags that you would like to share? Head to my website, www.workinginyoga.com in order to let me know. I will share them in upcoming podcasts as I get them. Next week, I'm sharing a really cool interview that I had with changemaker and founder of Accessible Yoga, Jeevana Heyman. Jeevana tells us all about his upcoming book and where he sees the term accessible growing in the future. 
Thank you for sharing time around the water cooler with me, friends. I will catch you here next time.